Hello, everyone. My name is Mark Anthony with Edge on Regenerative Medicine Show. We bring you nothing but the best of the best doctors in their niche and in their area. This is Dr. Christian Nelson. You can find him at ultimateneuropathysolutions.com. I love that. Ultimateneuropathysolutions.com. He's in the Keller, Texas area. As you see, he's staying warm and I'm wearing a sweater because I'm in Portland, Oregon. Unbelievable. But thank you so much for being here, uh, Dr. Christian. Um, I just want to say that I've been seeing your Facebook and watching your Facebook and other social media platforms and your story caught my eye. Uh, before we go into your story, I just want to let you all know, we're going to be talking about neuropathy. So those of you that struggle with neuropathy, pain in your feet, your legs, wherever the pain is, you want to make sure you pay attention to this. This doctor is great at not just teaching and explaining about neuropathy, but he can help you to not live in pain anymore. So uh, again, thank you so much, Dr. Christian. And Tell us your yes, story. Sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> well, thank you so much for having me on. It's it's a beautiful show. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm so honored to be here and to get to share the story with you guys. So um, I grew up out in uh, out on farmland outside of Austin, Texas. Um, my mom and dad uh, got us about 20 acres. And we grew up surrounded by animals. Nice. Um, so I grew up pretty close to to the land and stuff like that. And I tell people I'm a refined redneck. Uh, you see me wear a shirt and tie and, you know, white coat and stuff like that. But Give me a Saturday and I'll be out there like grilling and having a blast. So, um, but you know, really what, how I grew up was my dad was an acoustical engineer. Um, very, very smart, uh, great with physics, math. In fact, he taught me calculus when I was nine. I cried a lot, but apparently it worked out, made senior year in high school very easy. Um, but my mom was an oncology nurse. And so between the two of them, I learned an appreciation for nature and how things work. Um, for mathematics, science, waveforms, uh, sound and vibration, which translated very, very neatly into what I do now with electrotherapy and light therapy, as well as understanding how the body completely falls apart, how it breaks, and a really a front row seat into um, modern medicine, its side effects, symptom swapping, and all of the issues that come with that, where people are trying their best, the doctors are trying their best, and the failure rates are still through the roof, despite best efforts, technological advances, and, and really, really good hearts on the part of, I'll say, the vast, vast majority of healthcare providers out there. Awesome. So what, what would you say that really gave you passion to do what you're doing now? Like, what, what was the one thing that just really said, you know what, I want to be a doctor? Oh, yeah. Um, so chiropractic changed my life when I was 15. So when I was nine, I fell off a bunk bed directly under my butt. Um, I thought I'd have a little bit of bone bruise, but six to eight weeks later, it should have gone away, but I was still in excruciating pain. And I lived at about a six to an eight out of 10 uh, from age nine until 15, when my mom finally dragged me to the chiropractor. Now, I'd heard things as, as a lot of people have. There's been a lot of disinformation in the past, but you know, I'd, I'd heard things and I was scared, as a lot of people are. And uh, finally, the pain outweighed it. And I went, uh, the doctor was amazing. And instead of just, you know, being put in a room and the doctor rushing through, we had an amazing pediatrician, but like he was always having to rush. Um, the doctor truly saw me for the first time in my life at age 15. And um, Dr. Hollis Wilson down, um, he's got an office in Pflugerville, an office down in Elgin, Texas. If you, if you see him or you need somebody in that area, stop by. Amazing human being. Um, changed my life, man. 
adjusted me after a thorough examination, let me know what was going on. And I felt so much relief. I went home. Uh, my mom drove me home. Thank God. I fell asleep on the 10 minute drive home. I was so relieved. Wow. And then I slept for 36 hours. They tell me I wake I woke up somewhere in there for some water and a bunch of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches because, you know, teenagers. Exactly. But uh, yeah, and I woke up on, I went, my first visit was on Thursday. I woke up on Saturday and they're like, hey, sleepyhead, it's time for your follow-up. I, wow. I walked back into the office and it's bright and it's cheerful. It's a remodeled house. So it's nothing like I'd ever seen before. And my pain was down from an eight out of 10 to a two out of 10. Wow. And that moment, I knew I'd always wanted to be a doctor since I was about five or six, uh, but I just didn't know what kind. And that day, my passion was set. I set my sights on chiropractic school. 11 years later, I graduated on a Saturday, started into practice the following Monday. It's like, let's go. Wow. That's, that's, that's amazing. You know, it's, I love hearing the stories of why people do what they do. And I think that when people realize, Hey, you know what, this hear the story behind the doctors, it makes sense. Yeah. You know, I want to get to know that person. Hey, you know what? I yeah. have a neuropathy problem. So since yeah. we're going into neuropathy, sure. How did, how did you get into neuropathy? And maybe if you can kind of discuss what really is neuropathy, because as you and I know, we've got Dr. Google Everybody thinks they got neuropathy if they got a little tinging or a little whatever. Their foot's itching. I don't sure. know. You know how it is nowadays. Absolutely. So one of the things that I did notice pretty early on, uh, so I mentioned my mom was an oncology nurse, bless her heart. She's got a heart the size of Texas, man. Um, anybody and anybody that needs help, like if my mom gets a hold of you, uh, good luck. She's helping you. Uh, but she's, she's got an amazing heart. And um, But I saw a lot of, a lot of really things not functioning well. And that asked me, that led me to ask the questions of, well, what's really going on? Mm. And then in chiropractic school, uh, I was, I was almost a chiropractic school. I was most of the way through my undergrad and my grandfather uh, was diagnosed with and died of pancreatic cancer after almost a three-year run with it, oh, wow. which if you know anything about pancreatic cancer, super aggressive, very low survival rates, 0% survival rate with traditional methods to five years. Um, and he did three years with it, which average time from diagnosis to death is about six months with pancreatic cancer. It's very aggressive, very fast moving. Uh, you don't, you don't joke around. It's a matter of days and hours when you're, when you're getting after it. Um, so I saw that happen. I saw other family members go through things and, uh, and, you know, grandpa passed away and I loved him very much. And, you know, that hit me hard. Um, and I felt, uh, felt a deep inability and I knew with a 0% success rate at five years, that basically meant that people were saying, well, we can kind of help, but we don't know how to fix it. Right. From all the time I'd spent you know, fixing pole barns down to working on a mower to, you know, if you understand the problem, you can fix it. And, you know, learning about back pain and neck pain, if you understand the underlying problem, you can fix it. Or at least if you can fix it really well, you probably have a sufficient grasp of what the hell's going on to be able right. to address it properly. Is it? a hundred percent accurate, maybe not, but you're close enough because you're getting results. And it's that, that old adage, you know, as Christ said, like, you know, by their fruits, you shall know them. Mm -hmm. If it bears good fruits, if it fixes things, they probably know what they're talking about. And so I just saw like failure after failure, after failure of, of the system for, you know, chronic diseases of lifestyle diseases where, you know, it was, it was ongoing things, digestive things, um, cardiac things, uh, cancer-based things, um, 
even down to weight loss and stuff like that, watching, you know, weight watchers or different diets and stuff mm-hmm. like that, that friends and family went through and their weight would fluctuate all over the place. Their hormones would go and I'm watching them. I'm studying to become a doctor. I can see from the outside what's going on. And so all of that to sum up and just say, I just witnessed this just failure and, and this, this term management, right? Um, we can dive into this a little bit later if you want, but what I always tell people is we manage things we want to keep. We manage properties. We manage investments. We want, we Definitely. manage relationships. We manage retirement accounts. Why would we want to manage disease? I want to help people cure disease. Solution. Solutions. And, and I think that the populace is really getting sick of symptom swapping, pill popping, just pill mill, patient mill, like in and out. Thank you, ma'am. Like, and so I wanted to practice as a doctor that would help people actually get to the root cause. And that's what we do. Um, and I was inspired just by watching a lot of suffering in my family's life, including, um, you know, my wife and I had a lot of issues. We had our first son while I was in chiropractic school as a huge blessing. He's a very sweet boy. He's almost six years old now. Oh. Um, and then we lost four babies in a row right after that with some really well-intentioned advice from some incredibly smart and very skilled people who did not take the time to listen and really get down to the root cause to do a thorough evaluation. Great practitioners, fantastic people, uh, still have pretty good relationships with most of them. I'm not going to lie. It was kind of affected. Um, But finally, I was like, all right, nobody's going to care about this more than I will. Exactly. Um, And so like that took me on a deep dive through things, um, started into practice, and then quickly found out that a lot of my patients would present with things that they thought were spinal concerns, but were actually metabolic concerns. So Mm -hmm. things like diabetic neuropathy, diabetes is one of the top causes of neuropathy. Um, Chemo's right behind it, Um, different vitamin deficiencies, nutritional deficiencies from medication side effects are right behind that. Those are top three, Um, diabetes, chemo, medication side effects. And so they would think, okay, well, this is the spinal, right? If you adjust me, this will go away. I was like, well, not really. We need to get, we need to dig a little deeper. We need to go to the root cause. And I believe you can't adjust your way out of a nutritional deficiency. Um, can you help the body regulate? Can you help it heal better, absorb better? Great. But if this is very severe and it's progressing, maybe we need to do some other things. So I talked with some friends and did a lot of studying on this and kind of came to this understanding of what I call the four pillars of nerve health, hmm. where if they have if these four pillars, they're like the legs on a chair. If you got three of them, you're probably going to be okay for a while <laughs> until, until somebody tips you just that one direction, right? You're, you're, you're okay. Um, but if, if two are missing, you're done. And then I started realizing, I started referring people out and then they're like, yeah, it's a three to six month wait for the endo. And the mm-hmm. endo is going to run a test and then it's going to be another month to get back in. And then they're going to put me on metformin. And if you look at the mechanism of action of metformin, it's driving more sugar into cells that don't want any more sugar. That doesn't seem healthful. It's manipulating the blood levels, which, you know, if you got to get the sugar out of the blood to keep from going into a coma, hey, man, that's important. I support that. But let's get to the root cause. Let's stop hiding things. It's just progressive to where it starts with, you know, um, you know, there's different medication options out there. Metformin is one of the most common ones, but there's some others out there. Um, And then, you know, that fails. And then people are on insulin and then eventually that fails. And then it goes down to, um, you know, just down the chain until they're open wounds, their things not healing properly. All these medications are blood borne, by the way, 
But there's this little crucial detail that happens when the nerves die. The nerves control the capillaries. When the nerves die, the capillaries collapse. Hmm. So any bloodborne medications aren't even making it to the target tissue. So as all this crystallized, I was like, all right, this is crap. Um, somebody's got to do something. And, you know, it's a, it's one of those moments where the realization comes to you and it just crystallizes so firmly. And it's like, okay, Lord, send me here. Here am I, let's go. I'm here. I know how to do this. I know how to heal this. We know how to restore it. We know how to decrease inflammation. We know how to provide proper nutrients. We know how to make sure there's enough oxygen delivery. We know how to make sure there's enough stimulation for the nerves. Those are pillars one, two, three, and four. If you have those things there, the nerves will heal and regenerate because the brain and the nerves are very plastic, very, very regenerative, far beyond what most people believe. Mm -hmm. So that's your long answer there. Wow. No, I love that. So what would you say from your studies that you see some of the main concerns of why we have neuropathy? Absolutely. So we had touched on this earlier, but let me, let me delve into that a little bit more. Neuropathy is so widespread. Because people do not understand as a system, as a healthcare system, I'm going to say we don't understand what causes neuropathy. Mm-hmm. I'm going to include myself in that because I haven't sufficiently educated enough doctors around me to where they're treating it effectively as well as I am. I'm not here to be the only doc that does it. I want as many other people treating this like this or hopefully better. Like in a hundred years, I hope they look back at what I'm doing and be like, they were doing what? That's barbaric. Right. That's my goal. I want, I want things to progress Advancing. so far in treatment. Exactly. Like um, Scotty from, uh, from Star Trek, right? Where he just like takes a read on it and then like, and then, exactly. oh, I'm sorry, it's Jim. It's Jim, <laughs> not Scotty. There you go. Scotty's the one beaming you up, but then Jim, yeah. Jim beams something at you and then you're healthy. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. Damn it, Jim. There you go. Uh, yeah, huge trekking. Um, but the, um, yeah, that's where I want things to go. So as a society, we don't understand what causes it because back to the, to the example of, solving a problem if you know if you actually get results you probably understand what's causing the problem but if you're not getting results despite many attempts many different attempts you probably don't understand the problem and so we need to take more time and attention to understanding that root cause and getting to that level of thinking versus being just a technician in a decision tree on what to prescribe that's where a lot of doctors are finding themselves Mm -hmm. and that's one of the reasons why um, depression, mental illness, and even suicide is at an all-time high among healthcare workers. They're not moving the needle for their patients. For, that's what they got in to do. They got in to help people, and they're finding themselves not helping people, unable to help people. Well, because they have their hands tied. Yeah. Yeah. Number their one. hands are tied. Their Number hands are two, tied. Even if you know how to solve it, when you yep. sign that piece of paper, mm-hmm. you got to go by what it says. Standard of care is dictated by insurance companies, not by clinicians. And that should scare the pants off of everybody because it's a bean counter making the decision for what someone needs, not the clinician in front of them. You know, I'm with you hundred percent. I talk with, uh, you know, a lot of friends and family and they know that I, you know, I have the show. So I'm learning a lot just by talking with you and other doctors. So it's a lot of stuff, stem cells, you know, peptides, I learn all this stuff and I love it. And the reason why I love it, because as I get older, um, I know who to go to, <laughs> you know, there you I mean, go. Just yeah. keep it real, you know, and, yeah. and, I'm able to help other people out because someone might see this video, whether it's in your area or somewhere around the world, and they're like, wow, you know what? I need to get more information on that. Yeah. And so with that being said, from what I, I'm starting to realize, and please correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm wrong a lot, and I'm okay, is that uh, 
I have you noticed that every 10 years when we look at the numbers for neuropathy, it seems like they keep getting higher. Yes. You, and and like we'll just start from like the 50s to now. And something that I was looking at, I was looking at some pictures. I love history. I was looking at pictures from the 60s and in the 70s and the 80s and the 90s of people being at the beach. Yes. I was just going to say at the beach. And and I noticed something. I noticed the 50s, 60s, a little bit of 70s. still Even into the 70s, people are still pretty slim. Yeah, but when we started getting to the Big Mac era, the 80s, and then Mm -hmm. now it's like, it's like Buffalo Bill, won't you come out tonight? Like, what the heck happened? And what I'm, I'm seeing, and I've noticed this for myself, I'm 46 years old, and just two years ago, I had to change my entire diet. Meaning I couldn't go out to fast food because every time I went out to fast my food, my body had an allergic reaction to where I was sick for two days. Wow. With that being said, I'm not able to, there's only like one place I can go to and it's still not even good. I can go to Burger King and eat to have the French fries for some day. But my point is I can't go anywhere else. I get sick for two days and I learned why. Um, One, I have an allergic reaction to the chemicals. Yeah, that are on the food, so my body automatically turns off. Two, we have half the food that we have has got chemicals on there that are, are not even approved. And if they are approved, should it be approved? Yeah, they're the vast majority of food colorings and preservatives are illegal in Europe because in Europe you have to prove them safe to sell them to the public, and in the U.S. the caveat emptor means buyer beware. Um, yeah, and over there it's seller beware. So uh, the seller carries a lot more liability in Europe and it means it's harder to get things approved over there, but it does mean that in general, their products are safer. Um, Germany and Italy, for instance, refuse to carry GMO wheat. So they still have the buckwheat or the einkorn, which people with gluten sensitivities, for instance, can still eat. Um, but to the to your point, we're experiencing a higher rate of ingested, mm, let's call it poison. Yeah. Um, some of the foods carry a tremendous levels of glyphosate. Yep, And those kill the worms by making them bleed out of their gut, inflaming their gut until they bleed out internally and die. Just to be very frank, sorry, sensitive ears, I'm sure. Um, and, and then we're surprised when we eat that in mass levels that we have massive digestive inflammation. Exactly. Hmm. Well, uh, in, you see in, what it does to your plants? Yes. You see what it does to the plants on the driveway, man? Why do you think it would do anything different to you? It's Roundup. It's just Roundup. I know. You, check this out. This is so cool. So I love bread. Okay. Mm. Oh, yeah. But but I can only eat like like Dave's super it's called Dave's bread and there's mm-hmm. Ezekiel bread. Like the only yes. ones that I can yep. because anyways, those are the only two I eat. But I do love a good white bread with some peanut butter and jelly that that's not yeah. organic. I'm not gonna lie to you. But I don't it touch so it good. because because I, mm. I get weird. But you know what's yep. interesting, and a lot of people don't know this, but you know, people are like, Oh yeah, I got the keto bread and oh I got the organic bread. Wrong. When you go and you look at the back of which nobody likes to read, yep. no. every mm-hmm. single one of the bread say chemicals. Yeah. So have here's right what it, yeah. Oh yeah. So here's what it comes down to, right? Because a lot of people don't have access to a Whole Foods or or uh, a central market or some kind of place that sells like health foods. Those are what mm-hmm. some of the ones are called around here. Um, they don't have access to that. Like out in the middle of New Mexico, Eastern New Mexico, man, you don't have that. Um, and so what what we've done is designed a way for people to be able to get healthier, um, not necessarily through a, through the pursuit of perfection. I believe in, in what gets you to the next step, mm-hmm. what's easy to do, what I can do today. There, you know, we're ingesting poison 
But the truth is not all poisonings are lethal, right? What's the difference between a poisoning that's lethal and a poisoning that's non-lethal? What would you say? What will affect you one well? Sure. I mean, yeah, but the, the difference is the antidote. What's inside it? Well, no. Well, not necessarily what's inside it, what it produces. The antidote. Mm-hmm. Right? If you, if you take the antidote with the poison, you're fine. So if the mm. antidotes are really cheap and readily available and show up on Amazon Prime on your doorstep the next day, All right. eat the best food you practically can. Because you can spend yourself out of your budget with, with health food. Oh, and even okay. as you were pointing out, health food can get very expensive and still be crap. You're right. So eat, eat the best that you can. Make a solid effort. Cut out the really inflammatory things. Add in, like I say, like cut out three things, add three things. Keep it simple, right? Nothing has, too you have to add. A lot of people forget right, that. Right, right. Exactly. Exactly. Rebounding. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, eating lots of protein is very important, turns out, because it keeps you sated longer. Um, and satiation is that feeling of enough, which actually boosts serotonin, which is very important to sleep, which then helps protect your pancreas, which helps regulate your blood sugar levels. And it just up spirals instead of down spirals, we create up spirals. Um, but hmm, if you eat the antidote with the poison, you're going to be fine. So why not prescribe the antidote if we can't get rid of the poison in the United that States? Makes, it's not practical sense. on the short term, even in my lifetime, we might not get rid of all of this. So the way that we approach it is through inflammation management and nutrient delivery to the cells so that they can combat the poison and regenerate at the same time. We're doing it successfully. And it's really exciting. Well, I, I like that. Well, huh, that's good stuff. I could, I could talk to you forever. I can already tell. Yeah. There's some questions <laughs> I have a little bit off topic, but one more, I, I know that you, you have an approach called the ultimate neuropathy solution. Yes. Let's talk about that. Absolutely. So you could sum up that as a process we look, we like to count down as five, four, three, two, one. We've talked about the four pillars already, but five stands for the five areas of your feet where we test for success, for sensation, six different ways. Hmm. Um, there's a total of seven. I haven't found the seventh one to be particularly effective. So we check for six and we can do this uh, virtually. So long distance or um, here in office with common household objects like a cotton ball, a toothpick, Uh, The only thing we'd have to send you if you were long distance is a tuning fork, and that's easy. Again, Amazon's pretty cool. Um, So we check for sensation in five different places on the hands and feet, and then we're able to tell what type of neuropathy it is or if it's not neuropathy and if it's something else. Um, We should probably back up and touch on exactly what it is here in a moment. But um, the four pillars, we help people by restoring the four pillars. And usually what we'll find is that other approaches have addressed maybe one or two of those. But you really need all four for that chair to be stable. So inflammation management, nutrient delivery, oxygen delivery, and then stimulation because it's a user to lose it situation with the nerves. They're very um, metabolically expensive. So the body just says, well, if nobody's home, let's just turn off the lights over there. Exactly. And we don't want that. So three stands for the different phases of care. The first phase of care is waking up the nerves. A lot of nerves have gone dormant. So first you got to wake them up. Then you got to help them regulate. And then you got to optimize them. So I'd say, hey, think about like a little toddler when they're learning to speak. At first, it's all babble, babble, babble. Mm-hmm. Not even talking words. But now they're talking. They're trying to say something. That's important. We like that. So that's phase one. Phase two is when they start making sense. And that's important too, right? Because we don't want nonsense coming up from the nerves. That feels like vibrating exactly. pins and needles, that sort of thing. If you've never felt something or if you haven't felt something for 10 years and your nerves come alive, it's very exciting can be a little disrupting. So we provide creams to help calm that 
to mm-hmm. help calm that down, right? Um, and then uh, phase two is to uh, to regulate. And now they start talking when they're supposed to. So like a kid learning to interrupt appropriately into a conversation. And then uh, phase three is we help them optimize so that now there's nuance to the message. So think like, you know, upper sc- high school areas where kids really end up being able to lean into language and being able to like put some color and some inflection on really what they're saying. So we want to help those nerves go from not talking to mature conversation with your brain in a clear pathway. Two stands for the two futures that are always in front of you. If you want what you've got right now, keep doing what you're doing. If you want something different, we're going to have to change it up. And we hold people accountable to that. And that includes beliefs about how the body works. Your beliefs determine your behaviors. Your behaviors then determine your outcomes, which feedback into your beliefs. So um, we help people, we show them evidence of a different way to do things, inspire them to a new belief in how the body works, or we should say the old belief for how mm-hmm. the body works, um, and invite them on that journey. And one is what it really comes down to, focus. One treatment, one conversation, one supplement, one thing, the one most important thing at a time. And when you focus on that one most important thing, you get way more effective care, way more effective treatment, and you get the personalized touch that I believe everyone deserves. The (laughs) The personalized touch is something that I believe, I don't like to use the word coming back, but- Uh, I'd say that's fair. Sweet. So- yeah, coming back. And now when we do that personal touch, people do, they, it's almost like they don't know how to react because they're so used to just in and out. Yeah, They, they go get their latte. If it's over three minutes, they're frustrated because they get everything so quick. And now that yeah. you're slowing the process down, they, they don't know how to react because when they go to, and I don't, and I mean this, yeah, I'm meaning to offend. So there are two different types of doctors. You know, if I get, if I go in, if I get in a car accident, we'll say three, mm-hmm. I get in a car accident, I hurt myself, I'm going to lose my leg, they protect my leg, and they put it back together. That's one doctor, you got your second doctor that, you know, hey, you know, I have uh, neuropathy, I got pinging in my right leg, they're going to help me with some pills. And once I take those pills, and when that starts to wear off, they give me a higher dose. And then a higher and a higher, and it just never stops until they get to cut the leg off. Then you got the third type of doctor that, which is you, your type of doctor is that you focus on finding the key root, not trying to put a bandaid upon it. And when, when people get a doctor like yourself that are saying, Hey, let's stop, let's slow down. Let's, let's step one, pillar one, pillar two. When you do that, people start to realize wait a minute, this is how life is supposed to be, not rushing the situation because you start missing stuff and you start misdiagnosing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I appreciate people like you. I love what you do. I've, I've got I've got one more. I want to I kind of hit more on this neuropathy. Let's do what that. Would, what would you say makes you a little bit different than other doctors that, that do neuropathy? We'll say, we'll call the other doctors in the big box store. Yeah. <laughs> so if, if, if you want an out-of-the-box solution, you need an out-of-the-box doctor. Um, and so you're going to have to step outside of the, the established care. So one of the things that, that sets us apart is our ability to listen. You'd mentioned earlier that people don't really know how to respond to it. And I'd push back on that a little bit. I'd say they really do. Um, it's like watching someone a drowning come up for air. I like that. And um, this, I'm going to get a little choked up here. 
We have canes that are hung up in our office because patients don't need them anymore. We have wow. patients that had sores for open that were open on their feet for two years and they're closed now because of what we do. And to see the lights turn back on and the hope come back into their eyes wow. when they realized that we could help them, they know how to react to it. And it's hope. And, and I think that that's, you know, we have an amazing proven process. We've got, I, I have an incredible staff, which I owe a tremendous amount of my success to like everything past, like the, the, the initial beginnings. Right. And, and some of the dream there that, but like they, they carry it out and they do amazing work with it and they stay in touch with our patients, but it's, it's hope it's connection and hope that we foster. And that's, I think what really sets us apart. <laughs> that's awesome. I, I, I love that. Uh, wow. <sighs> That's that's pretty uh, good. I love the way you explain that. Thanks. And I love the wording on the pushback, by the way. <laughs> you know, it, but it's the truth. You know, it, yeah. it, you're right. And when you show, there's an old school saying. You know, when you show people how much you really care, they never forget. And that's and and then they start coming. Now, a, another question is: Does insurance cover any of this? That's so always, really, that's always it. Really big, depends. Yeah, no, it's a great it's a great question. It's a really big question. Um, so a lot of insurance companies don't contribute for the things that people really need. And they've been contributing, uh, over time, less and less towards what mm -hmm. people legitimately need and a little bit more towards what pads their bottom line. And from a business perspective, I get it. They need to stay afloat, mm -hmm. but what they're forgetting is that their number one customer is not their shareholders. The number one customer should be the patients. Um, and they should be taking care of the doctors and green lighting, whatever the doctor finds to be clinically necessary. Um, there's a lot of issues with insurance. Um, a lot of times that people have abused it poorly and that results in a lot of restrictive rules, which hurt other people. Um, so sometimes insurance covers what we do, mm -hmm. um, provides contribution for durable medical equipment, which we recommend uh, just so that people can treat themselves at home as much as possible, save time, save money, um, and not be in my office as often because I'm a lovely person and my staff is amazing, but nobody wants to be in our office four times a week. That would be excessive. So uh, we send them home with things they can do at home and really move the needle. So um, I love that. yeah, we, we, we always make sure that we have something that's as, as affordable as possible. And if someone needs uh, you know additional options, we want to make sure that we always prescribe what they need. And then if financial, for financial reasons, they need something else, we work with them to find the best solution for what they're able to do so that we don't stay on that. Remember those two futures. We don't stay stuck on the current one. We do that. at least something to move them towards a better future. Mm -hmm. No, I love that. I, I recently was talking to a friend of mine and, you know, he, he has insurance and as you know, insurance, it can only, it only covers so much. Yep. Which exactly. What's weird is that how much they how much it costs these days for insurance, you would think it right. for almost everything, but that's not oh, yeah. And the deductibles uh, are ridiculous. Oh yeah. It's like, why am I going to pay an deductible if I'm paying 1100 bucks a month? But that's anyways. So, yeah. Yep. but yeah, I mean, I'm going through that right now. And it's funny. I, I told my friend, you know, he's having some knee issues and I was telling him, you know what? I know some regenerative doctors down in California. You know, I, I, I know, I know some things that will work. He's like, yeah, but it doesn't come cover my insurance. I go, okay, look, here's, I want you to look at this. If you get surgery or if they say, hey, we might have to do surgery on your leg, they would rather do surgery on your leg than let's fix that leg. I'd rather you go to a regenerative medicine doctor that's going to be thinking outside the box 
and you spend what, let's keep, I'm going to throw a number out there. Let's say you spend a couple thousand dollars out of your pocket mm-hmm. or you're going to go to the insurance company and it's going to cost them 60, 70 grand for the, for that. It just doesn't make sense. Doesn't the make numbers, sense. the numbers don't make, I don't, I they mean, don't you yeah. know, it's like, yeah. we need it. I feel like the, our, our, um, we got to share the pie and I feel like it's not, it's not, it's not where we should be right now in healthcare. I'd agree with that. It's like, come on guys, we're all on the same team. We don't want to separate and we're not Republican Democrat. And and that's what it it feels like that in healthcare, you know, it's, it's, it's like, we're all on the same team. Come on, man. Yeah, I I absolutely agree with you. I have a lot of other doctors that refer to us for, uh, for multiple uh, different things that we do, including neuropathy. Um, you know, and, you know, insurance contribution does become a question at some point, but eventually like people understand that, that their health is their responsibility um, and that you have a right to access to healthcare, but you don't have the right to the care itself just on, on pure basis. And we work with everybody that we can to give them, like I said, something to help move them forward. Um, so what, I, what I'd love to do, if, if this is okay with you, I'd love to offer just a free resource that we have for people. Please. It's coming out on our, on our website, ultimateneuropathysolution.com. Go there. There's a quick start guide, which I wrote to help people form a new, better understanding of what neuropathy is and what it looks like. So if there's numbness, burning, tingling, um, all of those things in the hands and feet, usually starts in the feet. Um, go ahead and visit ultimate neuropathy solution there. I'm going to be writing that full book. It's almost finished. Um, we're just gathering some more testimonials for it. It's very exciting, but that quick start guide is there for you to help frame it. Once you have that frame, then you can understand how to move forward as an added bonus. If you guys want to reach out to me, any of the listeners want to reach out to us, um, they can email us at advocate wellness TX, like the state of Texas at gmail.com and say, um, you know, supplement list, please. Just drop that in the sub. We're going to send you our top four supplements, which we recommend to help with decreasing inflammation and being able to provide the nutrients. So we'll give you two of the legs on the chair already. Hopefully that restores any kind of deficiencies you have with your neuropathy. Hopefully that that takes care of it. You never have to see anybody. It costs you 30 bucks a month for supplements, right? It's cheap. It's available. It's on Amazon. It's amazing. If that does it for you, man, I don't even want to see you. I don't need to see you. Get out of here. <laughs> Go live your life. Go play with your grandkids. Go run around it. Go be active well into your 70s and 80s. Um, but at least that'll help you move forward. So yeah, just email it. Uh, go to ultimateneuropathysolution.com. Get our quick start guide. Um, sign up for the mailing list for that book so that you know when it drops. And then um, just email us and ask for supplement list. Please, we'll have those four out for you. Along with Amazon links, you just can click and buy and have it in your in your mailbox the next day. Awesome. And then of course, we can also get a hold of you at 817-308-4837. And then you also yes, do one-on-ones on Zoom. Is that correct? And how does that work? Yeah. So people can, re- if they're local, they can request an in-person consultation with us. Right. Um, and if they're long distance, if they don't want to drive to, uh, we're basically on the Northeastern side of Fort Worth. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you don't want to drive down to here, that's fine. We can do virtual consultations and exams where oh. I'm over here scoring it. Um, but I'm telling you what to do. If you got a hairdryer, a toothpick, a cotton ball, and um, you know, an, an ice, <laughs> a bag of peas in the freezer, we will mail it. you the, the proper tuning fork and we can do a high, high level exam um, over video, just like you and I are chatting right now. Wow. I, I love how times have changed. They're changing for the better. I mean, I mean, you and I have never met. We've met online and it's like, in a way it's like we have met, and, but we, we have <laughs> 
<laughs> we get we get to share this whole worldview and this this hope for a better future for so many thousands of people and their families and all of the impact the ripples that that's going to have going out further. Um, so it's it's really exciting and I'm so glad I get to be here with you today. Awesome, Dr. Christian. I just want to say thank you so much. But before you go, yes, what are some other specialties that you do in your office that maybe we haven't heard right now? Before, uh, yeah. before I let you go, <laughs> fair enough. Um, so we help people with uh, neck and shoulder problems. Uh, people carry the weight of the world on their shoulders. And there's a lot of emotional storing of baggage and past trauma that people carry with them on their shoulders. And so we can yeah. help people, um, you know, dissect out when they need to see a therapist, when a little life coaching plus chiropractic is sufficient, or if it's just a physical case and you get adjusted and you're good to go. Um, for a lot of people who have been to the chiropractor, who have had horrible experiences, I love seeing those patients because we get a chance to redeem that experience. A lot of time, there was another chiropractor who was kind of inside the box um, and just a little hustled, maybe didn't take quite as much time, maybe wasn't quite as thorough as he needed to be, missed a crucial detail, and unfortunately provided a poor experience. So we love to redeem those um, and just invite people to come just consult, exam, let me get a look at you, figure out what I think is wrong, lay out a plan of action. If it makes sense, we do it. If not, I totally understand. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. I love it. Thank you so much for being on the show, Dr. Christian yes, Nelson. Sir. Guys, please go to the website, ultimateneuropathysolutions.com, ultimateneuropathysolutions.com. Those of you that are watching this, caring, sharing, remember one video can change one person's life. It's all about perspective and hearing from a different person. Anyways, thank you so much. God bless you thank and your you. business. And I look forward to having you back on. Thank you. I'd love to. Three months? We're three months into it. Okay. What, what brought you in to see us? I had no balance. Well, I had some balance, but I had to basically walk anywhere. I had to make sure I could touch something and or a person. <laughs> so it's just to the point where I guess the nerve endings were gone in my feet so my brain didn't know what my feet were doing so that's why i came in Absolutely. So. and then how is that affecting you how is that affecting me i couldn't i was just worried about walking just going from one place to the other was a was a problem i mean just getting up and out of a chair and going to the bathroom was was a chore basically so, I mean, as simple as that, just getting up and, and walking around the house, not taking account, going out and doing something. So I was kind of chair bound. I wasn't, but I was because I didn't want to get up and walk around. Okay. So what changes have you seen? I'm able, I got better balance. Okay. No, it's not a complete restoration, but I can walk better now. I'm lifting my feet. I'm not dragging it to keep it close to the ground anymore. I can walk up a step without any assistance. I still have problems going down, but going up, I don't need any. We have a sunken living room, so I can leave the living room and not have to touch anything or to worry about, I need something to hang on to when I go. And uh, it's just that much better. And I'm able to go do things. I went and watched uh, my grandkids play softball. It took me a while to get there, but I was able to do that because a lot of times what I'll do is I'll sit in the car and watch from the car. You were able to out, get out there this time. Right. That's awesome. And go and go do things. I think we went to the cabin last weekend. It was kind of hard because it's not 
even because it was a cabin, it's not all paved. But I was still able to do it well before. I might have been really leery about doing that. So you're enjoying more confidence with it. Right. That's awesome. All right. Is there anything that you would want someone, so you're, you're four, four months into this. Okay. Um, is there anything you would want someone else to know? For me, it's working to improve the feeling in my feet and my, my calves and get stuff done. So, and I've tried everything. If you want to try to do something, then, then try it. I can't say it's going to work for everybody, but it has worked for me. That's awesome. So, I mean, it doesn't hurt to try anything. So. Eddie Nixon. Awesome. Uh, Eddie, what brought you to, to come see me? Neuropathy in my feet. Okay. Can you tell me uh, what that looked like for you? Uh, well, I had no feeling in my feet. It felt like it was numb all the time. <coughs> okay, absolutely. What changes have you seen with treatment so far? What, what? What changes have you seen with treatment oh, so far? Oh, yeah, I can I feel my feet. I can feel now. I can feel the carpet with my with my toes, which I haven't done in a while. And, uh, and then the uh, sores are healing up. That's awesome. How does this make you feel about the future? How about what? How does it make you feel about your future? Pretty good. I'm not gonna be running the track or anything, but I might be taking some evening strolls. And walking used to be a struggle for you. Yeah, because, uh, of course, I can always uh, carry my wife's cane just in case, but it's, uh, it's a win-win. Absolutely. Are there any additional benefits you've noticed? Uh, yeah, my hip's not hurting as much. Uh, I don't look like a weeble wobble when, I, when I'm walking. <coughs> That's awesome. But I don't, I can feel the sore on the bottom of my foot burning, which is something I hadn't felt in a while, or should I say years. Yeah. Awesome. So I know it's healing up. Fantastic. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you.